You're listening to DraftKings Network. The headlines remind us daily, the world is a dangerous place. The elites in charge say everything's fine, stop noticing, but you know better. And your gut knows that time is short to prepare for a world that is four missed meals away from chaos. My Patriot Supply has helped over three million families become more self-reliant and is the company Americans trust to prepare. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contain delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Secure at least one food kit for each family member. For a limited time, save $200, plus get free shipping on all their Ready Hour three-month emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. My Patriot Supply also has solar power generators, water filtration units, biomass stoves, heirloom seeds, and critical survival gear. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com Hello. Perfect time. Uh-huh. Wow. Hi, Claire. Princess Claire. Princess Claire. Say hi to Chris and Billy. Hi. Hi, Princess. Hi, hi Chris and Billy. <laughs> Aw, that is... I feel, like, I feel like that's the way we should start this Mystery Crate episode. Welcome Tell her to, to introduce it. Yes, actually, Roy, get her to introduce the Mystery Crate. Okay. All right, Claire, I want you to say something here. All right, Claire, I want... What's missing? <laughs> So I want you to say, welcome to Mystery Crate. Welcome to Mystery Crate. <laughs> Princess Claire. Princess Claire. Princess Claire. There you go. Oh, that is awesome. Welcome to Mystery Crate, everybody. This is exciting. I'm back in the driver's seat. I kicked Whittingham out of here. I'm <laughs> yeah, that's right. What was it's that? A car noise? Just driving off was right like- there. <laughs> um, we are excited about today's Mystery Crate. Right, Roy? Roy, are we excited? I feel like we're excited. We are somewhat enthused about today's mystery crate. After yes. a week of Metal Lark meetings, Billy, how did you feel about Metal Lark meetings this week? Meeting larks. <laughs> yes. Uh, I feel like it were, it fits this week that we have Kate Fagan on the mystery crate. We did a lot of recording with her on Monday. And remember, we've done in weeks past, um, we're always rolling around these parts and we stumbled upon a really fun conversation with Kate Fagan and you're going to hear it right now. It's basically just about ice cream, right, Roy? I think like that's basically all it's about soft serve versus spoiler alert. Oh, whoa. I mean, (laughs) yes, it was about ice cream. It was about different types of ice cream. It was about your favorite ice cream. It was about uh, the wonderful subject of ice cream. I bet Claire Mm -hmm. likes ice cream. Uh, Yes, she does. (laughs) Yes. What is your favorite ice cream, Claire? That's smart. Her favorite ice cream is in the freezer. It's any ice cream, basically, in the freezer. That's the best place to keep ice cream. So in this episode, we'll get to the bottom of all the pressing ice cream, soft serve, Mm fro-yo, toppings, all those issues. Greg Cody, I believe, joins us Mm -hmm. with some controversial takes on ice cream, if I remember correctly. (laughs) And we're really excited to be working, I guess. Are we working with Kate Fagan now? I mean, she's part of Metal Arc. We, I sat next to her at the group meetings earlier this week. I felt like that was a power move by me. I wanted to, you know, you don't want to just, like, float in. You want to exert yourself next to somebody important. So I sat next to Kate, 
And uh, who'd you sit next to, Roy? Uh, I uh, I sat next to John Skipper. Uh, oh, uh, Roy wins boss. the game. The powerest of power moves, right there. Roy wins the game. Yes, that was Billy. Who'd you sit next to? I was between Gary and Jessica. Okay, so yeah. you kind of yeah, you were like blending in. You didn't want to go to. You didn't want to get too close to the kitchen. Good seats, fellas. Good seats. It was it was a round table, so we were all there. Listen, I don't know what we're allowed to say. By the way, really I don't know if we can table. mention any of these people's names. I mean, I think everyone we've said is safe. We just can't mention. We can't mention that name, so that, mm, that's yeah, the yeah. one we can't mention. That's the Anyways, name. by no, the you way, you heard that bleep. You heard that bleep. Right? And by the way, Kate has a book coming out later this month. All the colors came out: a father, a daughter, and a lifetime of lessons. I know you all know that I've read it already, and no, I haven't read it yet. I would love a copy of it, Kate, if you're listening to this. Um, it comes out May 18th. You can pre-order it now. I assume. I'm just gonna say that. And if you can't get it May 18th, but I think we should just get to this conversation because well said. Man. Yeah, good job. That was a nice setup. It will be well said when the when the edit comes out. But let's right, get to Kate. Yeah. Let's get to this fun conversation about let's ice cream. Let's talk ice cream. Yeah! Ice cream! Friends, a lot has changed over the years, personally, and across our airwaves. But one thing that hasn't, the great taste of Miller Lite. So what is the best thing about the original light beer? Miller Lite sparked this debate in 1975, and we still haven't settled it. You know, for me personally, I recently bought a few six-packs of Miller Lite for my housewarming party because that's one thing that's changed for me. I moved into a new house, and I brought some friends over, and we enjoyed the best light beer because Miller Lite keeps it simple. Undebatable quality, great taste, only 96 calories. It's the beer that strips away everything you don't need and holds on to what matters most. A light beer that tastes like beer. Less filling and only 96 calories. The original light beer since 1975. You don't have to choose what's best. Miller Lite has great taste and is less filling. Tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash crate. Or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories per 12 ounces. Fewer cows and carbs than premium regular beer. I know that, um, you know, we're just bantering here, but I do need some data collection on soft serve ice cream. What data do you need? I was blindsided by the fact that some people believe that soft serve is not the same as ice cream. That if Mm. I told you we're going for ice cream and I took you to a soft serve place that you would feel duped. This is, this was a new belief system to me. So the question, and I'm wondering if it's geographical, like having grown up, grown up in the Northeast, everyone who seems to believe that soft serve is not ice cream. It's a subset that needs special delineation. They all seem to be, Southern. So I guess who here believes that soft serve and hard ice cream are not synonymous? Like, or I mean, if, you think one and the same, like ice cream is ice cream. If I had a choice, if I could choose any ice cream, now I'm Northeast too, I'd go to Carvel. Like, so I'm a soft serve guy. I love soft serve. Well, I think uh, the, the hard, hard ice cream lovers like myself sort of look down on soft serve, to be honest with you. To me, it's two different desserts or two different types of food. When I have a half gallon of ice cream, I want it to be so rock hard in there that I'm like, when, when I'm trying to scoop it out, it's almost like, you know, a workout, you know, it's almost like an exercise, just trying to get the spoon in there. That's how, that's how I like my ice cream. You want the spoon to bend when you try to get it yes. out, Yes, huh? it's a ganky. Greg, that's exactly the energy that I received from the people who believed that soft serve was not ice cream, was a subset, was that hard ice cream is superior. I'm with Sugats in that Soft serve is given to you at the moment at its best to be eaten. Hard ice cream 
is like a fucking workout. Yeah, it needs and to also, thaw. It's like an avocado or a banana. There's like a two minute period where it's good to eat. It's too hard, then it's too melty. Soft serve, you get it right away and you eat it. And it's 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 nice, it's, it's welcoming. I want to chew my ice cream. That's how hard I he want wants to, to be. cut it with a knife and a fork. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. It should be like a steak. Like when you're eating a ribeye steak, that's the that's what I want out of my ice cream. No. Nope. For you, is there a difference between froyo and soft serve? I think that froyo. Now here, I think froyo is a subset of soft serve. When I say soft serve, I'm thinking like dairy ice cream, like. Carvel or DQ or any local soft serve stand where I'm going to mix it with Oreos possibly. Whereas Froyo is a subset of that. Like I would want to, I'd want to know that I'm getting Froyo and not uh, soft serve. So if someone said, let's go get ice cream and they take you to a Froyo place, you'd be like, this is not. Yeah, this is not that's where I would be like, you should have said that this, that we were going to Froyo. <laughs> so. I mean, what about gelato and custard? Do you treat that the same? That's a really good question. I, I haven't really plumbed the depths of all of the different nuances of this conversation. <laughs> you want to get back to us on it? <laughs> okay, yeah, like, let I me don't... do some thinking. I'm from the Midwest, so I'm neither Southern nor East Coast. So maybe my opinion's different. But like, I think soft serve is technically chemically different than ice cream, but I think just as delicious and also more opportunities for toppings that kind of meld together well. So I don't see it as an inferior product, but I will say like custard, soft serve, ice cream, all kind of, you know, in the same realm. Gelato, completely separate, way creamier, way richer, just a different mouthfeel. But yeah, Froyo, completely different. Froyo and like any type of like non-dairy ice cream, I think like if you're taking someone out to ice cream, you should be like, this place only has like oat milk ice cream or something, you know? I think Froyo is superior in terms of taste because you can mix, because like soft serve, what can you do? Like if you want to get crazy, you could do like chocolate, vanilla, like a swirl in a cone, right? Or like, I guess in a cup where like Froyo, you could get something that's like sweet and then throw in a tart also. And then you mix it together. You put in some gummy bears and maybe like some hot Nutella or something. Get I like to mix it all together and get all the taste in there. And oh, then just yeah. put it in a spoon. Yeah. Get gummy bears out of my ice cream. I mean, I mean well, that's oh, the thing. They get too hard. They get too hard. Oh, okay. Cookie dough, though. Ooh, I love M&M's and gummy bears yes. fuck right on off. Just <laughs> mm-hmm. wow. sprinkles. Yeah. Sprinkles. Sprinkles, yes, but I mean, Oreos is really the answer that everyone's looking so right. for. When you go to Carvel, do you go rainbow or chocolate sprinkles? The very I go chocolate crunchies, incidentally, but do you go rainbow or chocolate sprinkles? Between those two, rainbow and chocolate sprinkles, always rainbow. Always rainbow. Wow. Always rainbow. Same with my yes. wife, always rainbow. But I think Froyo probably has the best texture and, to use Jessica's term there, mouthfeel. Far superior to hard ice cream. I mean, hard ice cream, like, Maybe it's the pure version. You know, we used to churn it and therefore we have an attachment to it because it was all part of like- We've evolved paper. past it though. Exactly. Now now we can put it into a machine and like blend it with Oreo. Mm-hmm. Still like a good Cold Stone though. Uh, it's a whole, produ- whole production. Uh, gimmicky. Gimmicky ice cream. Cold Stone and nitrogen the- ice cream are Bill, too much Billy, for me. you're so right. Do me a favor. Put the ice cream in a cup. Let me eat it. Exactly. Okay. Enough with the science experiments right. with the nitrogen ice cream. Just put it in a cup or put it in a cone and let's enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, and also there's like a performance. Like people who work at Cold Stone are like on performance. Right. Mm-hmm. They're that's, like that's the experience. Thing. And it's that's almost the best like part. instructors. Like how did we end up in a world where like spin instructors are like Hollywood superstars. <laughs> that took a hard right turn, but that's something we definitely have to explore. 
Witty, I know you're a fellow TikTok aficionado. Have you seen the Coldstone famous TikTok famous no. guy who does all the Coldstones like tricks on his TikTok? No, it hasn't made its way into my algorithm. I got I got to go and find it. Well, my phone's listening to me, so probably when I open TikTok again, it'll be right there for me. But yeah, no, I, I've not found this guy. This sounds great though. I actually I completely disagree with Kate. I think Coldstone is absolutely a performance, and that's the best part of it. Like, you just want to go get no. ice cream? No. no, I want an experience. No. I want I want some smoke. I want some smoke to emerge from my nitrogen ice cream. It's no. yeah, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, I want to no. I want to wait in a forty-five minute exactly. line so yeah. that I can watch some. Somebody mix some Oreo into my ice cream, <laughs> or or I could just go to the grocery store and get a pint of Haagen Dazs. Like I know if I'm going to go get ice cream, let's go have some fun. No. Yeah, we I was mocking you though. Let's just be clear. We have very different Cold Stone experiences because my Cold Stone, it's basically high school kids that are always on break. So you're waiting 45 <laughs> minutes not just for the show, yeah, and you're the but only because person there hanging out at the back, and it's like. I know pretty much how much you're getting paid. Like I did retail. Like I don't even blame you for what you're doing right now. But wait a second, because going to get ice cream is the most fun Chris Whittingham has ever had. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's like a big night out. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh man. We can all agree though, if you eat soft serve ice cream and you don't get the swirl, you're a monster. Why? No, we don't. We don't agree on that. But no, the thing though is that, like, that. The thing about I have the, to agree on that. The yes. soft serve swirl doesn't leave any room for for toppings for the extra part of the froyo experience. Like, you have to like try and delicately put some sprinkles on top, and they end up falling off. Like, it's very hard to get things into the soft serve. You know what I do is I well, ask them to stop. It. Well, I ask them to stop halfway. This is what I do when I get in a cup when I go to Carvel. I'm like, stop halfway. Put some chocolate crunchies in there. Then put more ice cream in there, and then put a second layer of chocolate crunchies on top of that. Yeah. How about that? Well, one one more thing, more one more layer. I think you're a monster if you get a sugar cone. I yeah. think the cake cone, what? so that the bottom bite has the melted goodness in it, and that last bite of ice cream in a cake cone is the premier bite of ice cream. I also saw this, I think it was on TikTok, but it was like, you know, when you get the drumsticks from the frozen aisle and they have like the, there's like that one last bite of the cone with the chocolate on the bottom. I hate that, so, I hate yes. that yeah. chocolate. If you made a cereal that was just that last bite. Hmm. And then you market it with snack wells in the 90s saying that it's like healthy for kids, right? Yeah, healthy just, just a little bite of drumsticks. Healthy like, fortified with all the vitamins and nutrients. Milk chocolate, it has milk in it already. Oh, I think that would be pretty good. Remember yeah. when milk was healthy? Wait, is it not? I mean, probably it's definitely not. not. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Maybe I've been doing it right all along. <laughs> Eaters. When we get to the point oh, that Coca-Cola is healthy, I'm going to be laughing at all of you. <laughs> Didn't heaters used to be healthy? Right. I think I think heaters were once marketed as healthy. They were, but I like where Billy's going, where Billy and I are going, where, yes, one day we're going to find <laughs> out that Coke, Coke is healthy for you, and Billy and I love Coke. Cocaine, we're dating. <laughs> hey, what are your thoughts on ice cream cake? The kind, basically, with the, the Oreo crumble as the, as the, like, this is a Carvel ice cream cake that I'm thinking of. And you do well. yeah. I know what you're thinking yeah. of. So, it's a special cake. Go ahead. Yeah, it's a special yeah. cake. They don't have it very often. Yeah. So I, I think anything with crushed Oreos, maybe that's the through line to this whole conversation. Anything that's a vehicle for crushed Oreos, I'm a fan. This has been my favorite half hour of the day so far. <laughs> yeah, it's been excellent. Talking ice cream. Yeah. Take your ice cream seriously. I still have the visual of Greg Cody eating ice cream with a fork and knife. I know, now I have him dipping it on a plate and dipping it into A1 steak sauce. 
Well, I haven't spoken up much because I don't want to be too critical, but I'm totally anti-topping. What? I'm anti-ingredients. I like a plain ice cream. I like a wow. vanilla, vanilla ice cream. Wow. The only exception I make is um, my favorite ice cream flavor is maple walnut. So obviously that has walnuts. But otherwise, wow. I'm just a, an old school plain ice cream guy. So just Do a me. fork and a knife and some vanilla ice cream and you just go to town. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Open up a half gallon. Try my hardest not to eat it all in one sitting. That's me. I love that you don't love toppings, but your favorite ice cream has a topping in it. I mean, <laughs> well, it's maple walnut. I mean, it's got yeah. maple uh, walnut within it, but nothing on top. Like I would right. never put, you know, chocolate syrup on top of my maple walnut ice cream. And maple and walnuts, very natural ingredients, because you like that kind of old-fashioned flavors. Yeah, it reminds nothing me of New England. In your food. It's a New England flavor, and I'm born in New England, and. I just love that ice cream. What's your favorite flavor, everybody? Oh, that's a good question. Good talk. Uh, cookies and cream. There's going to be some mint okay, chocolate chip in here, right? We're going to get some mint, mint, Baskin no. Robbins, mint chocolate chip. No, we're not. Okay. I thought we would. Kate that's- is so right, though. There is no older sounding ice cream than maple walnut. <laughs> there has to be, though, right? Rum Mac- raisin. Macadamia yeah. nut. Rum raisin is, Rum raisin is, is excellent. Rum raisins for... <laughs> Geriatric. But can you picture like a, like a teenager going now and being like, I'm getting the maple walnut. That's right, no everybody. Chance. The maple walnut is where it's at. Pistachio. That's a good I feel like run. lemon ice cream is something that only old people would eat, yes. right? Well, that's yeah. sherbet though, right? That's another that thing. We you- talked about this a bunch. I call it sherbet, even though I know that there's no, an extra R that I'm adding there. Billy, it's two- sorbet. I- oh, sorbet. Those yes. are two different things. Mm-hmm. There's... Yes, 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 Jess is right. Sorbet and sherbet yes. are different. Are no, not sorbet. Yeah, like sorbet and sherbet. Yeah, exactly. Okay, I get, yes, correct. You, you're saying yeah. it wrong. Yeah, no, I'm dumb. No, no. Just let me admit it. Stugatz, favorite, favorite ice cream flavor? I like the uh, cookies and cream from Ben and Jerry's. So good. As, as so Kate good. said, anything that's a vehicle for Oreos or cookies and cream, I'm here for it. This has Oreos and chocolate chip oh, cookies. Oh, yeah. goodness me. Delightful. This is going to be weird, but my favorite ice cream, well, I like gelato more than I like ice cream, but my favorite gelato flavor is like anything that's like a mascarpone, like dark cherry type thing, like kind of like Ugh. tastes like a cannoli filling, but in gelato form. That's my favorite. Sounds good. I don't like cherries. That's my contribution. <laughs> I agree with you, Chris. Che- cherries of any cherries kind. You don't like cherry like flavored a, things. I don't. I mean, yes. like out like stupid like blow pops. I'll eat a cherry blow pop, but like yeah. anything with cherries. I don't like actual cherries. Okay. Well, how yeah, often do you eat blow pops? I haven't had one in years, but I just like I don't dislike cherry blow pops, but I don't like anything like with cherries on top. I like the artificial cherry flavor on things, mm. yes. and like a cherry starburst. But if somebody gave me like a speared cherry on a drink, Yuck. I wouldn't eat yeah. that cherry. Gacky. Mm. Like medicine. Cherry versus black cherry. Good white claw flavor. No, no. It is. Oh man, what is that a thing that we've talked about? Because I don't understand why white claw is a thing. I've never had <laughs> it. Oh my god, what and are you I'm feeling about? pretty classist about it, honestly. Like, <laughs> white claw is the best invention of the 21st century. Terrible. For terrible. me, it's it, seltzer is terrible. Can There's we put that on the poll, please? Can we, <laughs> no. Time out. Can we put that on the poll that white claw is the greatest invention in the 21st century? It's crazy like, how many white spin-offs claw there is are. like a capitalistic. To me, White Claw is about keeping your shape and your figure while you drink, right? Like, White Claw is like 
It's about how you can drink, but still be super fit. It's not really what you want to be drinking, but it's the thing that fits into the, the concentric circles of like, it's not that many calories. It's not that many carbs. I don't really want to be drinking it, but it's the best version of this terrible thing that I could be drinking. <laughs> yeah, I you drink your white claw and then you get on a Peloton later. That's exactly, exactly. Right. Yeah, those two Roy, things. No are one does that, Roy. When has anyone ever done that? <laughs> Maybe you do the Peloton first and then you drink white claw later. I think the health. Maybe that's the order. I think special the, treat for yourself. Yeah, the health yeah. stuff is part of it, but it's also it's a great outdoor drink. Like it's it's yes. kind of cornered the market Chris, on. I'm gonna be outside no, drinking, no. so this is Chris. Light. I know you love high noons. I saw you drinking yep. one last Nooners. weekend. Nooners and Nooners and and. White Claw and Truly, like they're all in the same category of hard seltzer. And like, honest to God, hard seltzers have changed my life because I am someone who cannot and does not drink beer because I am allergic to it. And so having something in a can form that is refreshing and has the same amount of alcohol so I don't have to have like, you know, a vodka soda or something that's going to get me like really hammered off like one or two. I am a lightweight for what it's worth. Being able to drink something like a little bit lower ABV refreshing on a hot day like that has changed my life wow you're allergic to beer that hurts dad how does that make you feel how how did that hit you dad when she said she's allergic to beer i winced i winced uh i was you know because i was walking in her shoes all of a sudden imagining how that would be yeah but it's more beer for you that you're allergic to jessica uh, well, I, I avoid wheat. It makes me very sleepy and tired, so I can't eat it anymore, unfortunately. My feeling about White Claws is that nothing tastes more like an artificial flavor than White Claws. It feels like like the, the cherry flavor is like red number 47 that they put inside of a White Claw. It doesn't taste anything like other flavors. It's its own thing, and it's just so artificial to me. I can't help but feel super judgmental of White Claw. And I don't want to feel this way. Like when I went to a wedding and all they had was wine or white claw. What? That's weird. I like white claw. Yeah, that can't be like the that. only option. Terrible have you had white claw or there's just something about it that you don't like? At that wedding, I had one. I mean, and I think it's flavor dependent is what I've been told. If I had a flavor that wasn't good, I didn't find my flavor. Mango or black cherry. People say. But I think I more reject it on the basis that. Principle. People, often the people I and seeing drink it, I think that they're drinking it because they don't like calories. And mm. I'm not saying this is you, Jess, everyone has their own reason. <laughs> and I don't think they actually want to be drinking it. I think that it it is, it's like a, it's like a fitness capitalistic, I'm the, I need to have the perfect body pursuit. No, and I, and I, I don't like that. I think you're overthinking this. I just think it's trendy not and people all. like trendy things. White Claw became a thing. And then now everyone drinks White Claw, and everyone has to profess to to like White Claw. By the way, in social settings, I have professed to like White Claw, and I hate it. You I do? will not People... stand for this, and I'm sick. Wow, I thought so. I I thought that professing that you didn't like White Claw was really the place to be. So it seems like I'm on the wrong side. Oh, of all so of this. okay, no. So I think so. You're someone who just likes to be counterculture, then, because wow. Just because you don't like White Claw? No, because if you're saying like, like you know, if you're saying disliking White Claw is the place to be. Like I think that is against the common wisdom, which is that you know every all, all the kids like white claws. I feel like Kate you just, just had you a, just said you don't like white claw, but you pretend to like white. Uh, yeah, claw. I did. I pretended like white claw because I thought it was the popular stance. I feel like Kate just had a take, yeah. and we're dissecting. Just be honest. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't like white claw, and I say that I don't like white claw. Hmm. That's my position yeah. on it. And I and I do think that like I do think my rationale for why I don't like it like I would like to be proven wrong on that because I do think that I see a lot of people drinking it and I think that they're obsessed with 
their bodies and like having perfection in their bodies. And like they've landed on the white claw as the thing they can drink and still be a part of drinking culture. I don't think that you're wrong because I think like if you're college age and you're drinking more than say like three or four drinks at a time, you're probably going to have a light beer. And so White Claw is just the alternative to having a light beer where it has, in my opinion, a little bit better flavor than like Bud or Natty. But like you're still not over, you know, the calorie intake is is comparable. It's probably like 100 calories a can or something like that. So you're not drinking 2000 calories a day, but you're still getting a buzz on. I think that's, I, I, I don't think you're wrong. I do think, and tell me if you think I'm wrong. I think that White Claw as a brand is associated with pretense, sort of like driving a Land Rover. Am I wrong? But I don't think it's a Land Rover. <laughs> I think it's like a Kia. Ah, it's an electric vehicle. It's an electric vehicle, yes, okay. hybrid. You, you, don't okay. think, you don't think it's more like a Tesla? It's just like like the, the name Not is... Not a Tesla, maybe... Nooners maybe, are Tesla. If it's like a Tesla, those people are drinking like Negronis, you know? Like, that's not... <laughs> but, like, the thing the thing about White Claw is that like, I imagine a lot of people, it's kind of like, uh, you know, people associate uh, Kleenex with tissues or Xerox with uh, making copies, where it's like, you call it a White or like Ubers with getting, with ride sharing. Like, a lot of people use Lyfts, but say that they're getting an Uber just because it's like the language that they're understanding. Like, White Claw is so synonymous with hard seltzer that I imagine a lot of people are not drinking White Claws, but say that they are just because it's the most understandable thing to say. It's crazy how fast all these spinoffs for White Claws have emerged. That just kind of gives you a taste of how popular they are because the sales must be crazy because every single beer company now has some sort of seltzer. I think every single kombucha company is oh. also trying to make a hard kombucha to, to battle the White Claw market share. Do you guys do you guys get kombucha? I don't get it. I love kombucha. Oh, oh my I God. love it. I love it. That's what Tesla drivers are drinking, Kate, right? That's, <laughs> That's right. Hard kombucha. So I started drinking kombucha when I was in like college and I, you know, I used to like drink it on the way home from like the grocery store and be like, wow, like this is, I, I feel like I'm kind of getting buzzed. And then like two years later, they put an alcohol warning on it that it was alcoholic. And the whole time I was drinking it and didn't realize. And now they're making it like hard kombucha because it's, it's naturally kind of alcoholic because of the fermentation and it's just taken my drink game up a notch and it's good for you and it tastes amazing and you get a little buzz you have to find your kombucha i would say that the apparently i'm making a lot of proclamations here of all of the of all of like the drinking categories i think there's more bad kombuchas than a lot of other types of drinks i've found one that i like after having like 30 Whereas I think other drinks, you can find more that you're going to vibe with and that they all taste similar. Whereas kombucha like varies widely about like how vinegary, how sugary, how much flavor it actually has. So you kind of have to find your kombucha. We've also been Americanizing this. It's kombucha. It's with an O. Oh, Lord. Oh, for the love of God. Kombucha. Kombucha. Oh, my gosh. Folks, gather around. Everyone gather around. Listen to these words. The NBA playoffs are heating up and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. With same game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more, don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And if you're new to DraftKings, you gotta check this out. New customers, listen to me, you bet just five bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code DAN. That's code DAN for new customers. And you get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. That's insane. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours.
Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino Resort in Kansas, 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Thanks to Kate for joining us. That's a, that we're still recording this, and Billy is outside in the rain. Um, yeah. It's by the way, rain. One of the the joys in my life now when it rains because my grass is getting fed, and that is something I never thought I would say when I was like twenty years old. I love some mm. rain. Do you like rain, Billy? I love a good rainstorm. It's good for the crops, especially during the summer and the hot months. It cools things off. I'm learning that it's not the best when you're outside recording a podcast because I'm not under a roof. I'm sitting in the rain. But I was inside before and there was a lot of echo. So I had to, I don't know if you could see that it's starting to <laughs> yes, rain. Yes, do you want to go this, inside? Yeah, you might want to like, you know, cover we up have, your microphone. We have things that we need to tease you, here. Yeah, the laptop's you, getting wet. Maybe, you, can, maybe I should move here. Not, why, don't you, uh, why don't you set up our next interview while going inside in the rain? Okay. No, that's so, better. There you go. I'm now standing a little bit underneath the roof of the shed. <laughs> And hopefully this doesn't ruin the laptop, but it is getting pretty wet. So coming up next, we talk to, oh, that was a big drop. I'm going to have to dry this. Coming up next, we're going to talk to Kenny Young, and he's going to tell us how to be responsible with our finances. And we're going to ask him maybe a lot of questions about NFTs and irresponsible spending that Mike Ryan has been doing lately. And remember to expense that new laptop to Metal Arc Media. This is a Metal Arc laptop, so I can't tell them that I broke it already. And Kenny Young is a Rams football player, for all those of you that might not have known that, even though you probably did, because he's Kenny Young. Let's get to it. Joined now on Mystery Crate by Kenny Young, who's a linebacker for the Los Angeles Rams, but he's here to tell us about his new initiative, Tackling Finances, which will help young students of Los Angeles room and board with financial literacy. Kenny, I guess we'll kind of start here before we ask you for your financial advice to us. How did you get into this? Man, um, I think life gets you into it, right? Standing in poverty gets you into it. I think poverty is a mindset, and I think being broke is just temporarily with your what's what value is in your pocket so that's why i say that in those contexts because it's really about your way of thinking your way of living and perspective the program that i'm deciding to do with my foundation tapping young is uh, partnering with la room and board and uh, unify on a way to i could bridge the gap on financial literacy with uh, college kids these kids are anywhere between juniors and seniors in college they either went to ucla or at a community school, or they've been adopted, or they've been homeless. Uh, these kids that are still saying, you know what, no matter my living situation, I'm still going to pursue education. And I come from a place where, you know, uh, the thinking about money was one way, and I grew up that way. And then I got older, and now my thinking, you know, it alters a little bit. But uh, the rules and the principles always remain the same. 
And uh, I think it's my op obligation to help shine light and provide the resources of information to people that really need it. Now, Kenny, uh, as a result of uh, some major news in the financial world, we have a pair of people on the Zoom call who have decided to take up financial literacy themselves. I have uh, Mike, who's here with me, and Chris Cody, who's here with me. In the kind of Reddit boom of uh, of these uh, famous stocks, they decided that they think they know things about literacy. So I'm going to have Mike ask you some questions right now about if he is a sound investor. Oh, Kenny, services like yours, where were you a couple of months ago? I'm in a bad way, brother. I've made so many bad investments. I feel like I'm losing my ass. So I need you to weigh in on some of the investments I've made if I should have the diamond hands or if I should cut my losses and get out of here. Are you good with that? Yeah. Okay. Number one, sneakers. Should I continue investing in the sneakers app and spending my money because there's resale value? There's all these apps out there. There's GOAT. There's StockX. Should I invest in sneakers? What's your debt? Are you in a lot of debt, Brother, uh, medium debt, or a extreme amount of debt? I went three months unemployed. I recently left a big corporation. I'm paying out of pocket on Cobra, although I am now in a startup company that I believe in the spirit of things, but so far still no health insurance. Mm. You sit down literally and you have the conversation with yourself and you get a piece of paper and a pen and you make a T-chart, right? What's and that? What's, what, what's, what is this? A T-chart. So basically you just run a line down the middle of the paper and right. then you run a line across. All and right. what you're going to do is you're going to put income on one side. And this is just a way of getting your mind to understand, yeah. you know, should you buy a pair of sneakers? Okay. Because I'm not going to tell you. You should buy a pair of sneakers. And I'm not going to tell you, you shouldn't buy a pair of sneakers. Right. That choice is up to you, and you only know that choice. But what I'm going to tell you is money is important in a, in a position where you don't have income like you want to. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's unfortunate. I, I don't know how people that are 50 years old that's worked for a company for as long, long as they're dead, you know, they have to get laid off. Their, their health benefits are done. And, you know, they, they're depending on the stimulus check. Yeah. It's tough. Mm -hmm. So right now, I think it's important to realize, can you afford those sneakers? Because this is what I'm all about. I don't care what your lifestyle is. How does your lifestyle look? Write it out on a piece of paper. If yeah. you think you deserve a Rolls Royce in the next five years, then write it down. I just had this conversation with one of my one of my one of my, my friends, and she was telling me how uh, she can't stop buying a pair of shoes every everywhere. Mm -hmm. And I said, "It's nothing wrong with buying a pair of shoes. It's more of how can I afford to buy these pair of shoes about going to Kenny, a store? I don't it, care about Kenny. If I may, you're imparting great life advice, but some of these shoes are just so dope. You ever see the Air Max Bacon? <laughs> I went on Goat for that because I missed out on the sneakers app. <laughs> Listen, there are dope shoes. So here's my thing: How can you afford those shoes? What By, is it that you could I do? I guess I could stop a... buying Jake Paul fights on Triller. That's one of the things that I could cut out of my life. You could do a lot of fun. things. You could. You say, you know what? Uh, instead of going out on, on, on dinner for the next two months, I'm going to save all that money and just buy a pair of shoes. Okay. Because there are dope shoes. Nothing yeah. wrong with buying expensive right. shoes. Just can you afford those, I, those shoes? I appreciate so that. So if, if, if you take the idea of, okay, what's my income? That's one section. You write down how much money you're making every single month. Yeah. Then you say, okay, well, expenses. What are my expenses? How much money is coming out of my pocket every month relating to, to, to shoes? Okay. And related to anything. And you say, okay, well, if expenses, if most of my expenses come from flights or come from movies or whatever it is, or Netflix, you know, how many subscriptions do you oh, have? Man, Air everything. password. 
Everything. Share a password. Yeah, yeah Billy, should, I should yeah, steal an it's, admin. It's, it's so many things that you could do, is what I'm saying, even if you don't have the money to orchestrate a life to where you get those shoes. Nothing's okay. wrong with would those you, shoes. Kenny, well, how can you afford those shoes? Kenny, would you advise, and we're going to go rapid fire a little here because I have a uh-huh. lot of investments, um, and I it sounds as though I need to get to this quickly. So we'll go rapid fire. Would you. With your financial advice, recommend that I steal someone's login for Netflix. Then well, I'll just steal someone's login, man. Uh, share, no, not I, steal, I, I, not I, I, steal, I, I, Kenny. Share. Okay, share. I think yes. I think if that's if someone could borrow it, if you can use someone else's money to pay for things of your leisure yeah. and you're thinking, then you won. This is great. Advice. You're not using them. You're uh, just getting smarter. All right, Kenny, you're really helping me right now. Uh, remember, go search. <laughs> listen, out the listen. Tackle. I'll tell you what. For yeah. music, for music, I say I told my my girl. I say, listen, I'm gonna cancel mines. Mm-hmm. So we're not gonna pay fifteen dollars a month or whatever it is. We're gonna pay ten dollars a month. Exactly. What's, what does that five dollars a month, right? What does me joining the family plan do for me and the family? Yeah. One, I know my girl is going to spend money on music and she's not going to care, which is cool, too. But me, I'm going to take out my $10 and add it, add it to her plan. And now the plan is only $10. You get what I'm saying? So yeah. now we've saved money that $5 All over right. 12 months. All right. I hear How about you. this, Kenny? I have a question for you. How about instead of if Mike goes out to like popular places to take pictures and put it on Instagram, he just goes by there, takes the picture, puts it up, and then goes home. Yeah, would you give that So advice? people still think he's doing those things. He still gets kind of like the love on social media, but isn't wasting the money doing them. What's the goal, though? What's the goal of, 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 of the all, all the flashy stuff? Likes. Is it- likes. A social How many currency? likes do you have on Instagram? Man, I got, I got, I'm building. Uh, right now, let's see my last post. Wow, 2,500 likes, including a couple of oh, celebrity wow. verified. Well, and people thought, well, well, okay, and that's another thing. You can make money off posting pictures. Did you know that? Yeah, well, I think it's against the policy here at Metal Lark. But like I said, I got a oh, lot okay. of bad investments and not a lot of time. Right. So we're going to go rapid fire here as quick as you can. Should okay. I continue spending $800 on OB Top and Top Shots? Is it an investment or is it a liability? Right now, I don't really see what the resale market is. Yeah, I, I think you should get out of it, man. If you don't have certainty that you're going to have a return on your money of some sort, then you should get out of it. Really? Get out of it. Before we move on, do you have any interest in an Obi Top and Top Shot before I continue? <laughs> I'll sell it I to do you. I do not, brother. You, 600 bucks, man. This is, I paid 800 I promise for it. you, I'm, I'm, I'm good. I, I don't know nothing about it. <laughs> All right, cryptocurrency. Okay, what about it? Should I invest in cryptocurrency? Because right now, I essentially have my entire ESPN buyout in Ethereum. <laughs> I don't I, like I said. I'm not going to tell you what you should do or what you shouldn't do. I'm going to tell you to consider the fact the way study crypto. That's what I would do. Study crypto. Study where it's going. Right. Study if it works for you. Does it work for you? Okay. If if if, if this idea of crypto works for everybody in the world but you, Here's you shouldn't do it. Here's Even the though thing. it sounds cool. Okay, Elon, me- Elon Musk keeps tweeting about Doji to the moon, and I don't mm-hmm. want to miss out on that. But every time hey, I try listen. to invest in Doji, I lose like 600 bones, man. So what's your bad investments? That's my question. Doji. And all of them, it sounds like. And Obi Toppin and sneakers and... Um, get out of all that, man. Yeah. Get, get all your money back. But Mark Cuban, says, Mark Cuban back. says it's not a loss if I don't sell. <laughs> hey, Joe, listen, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. This program I'm starting, you can join in. You have a free, free pass. I'll get you the password. And you can learn yourself about what we're talking about. Okay. Because a lot of things that we're talking about are things that could be afforded and is a lifestyle that you project that you want. Nothing's wrong with that. If you love likes, if you love women, you know, or whatever it is, commenting, you love the attention, nothing's wrong with that. But how can you afford it? And how can you get paid for that? Because here's the cool thing. The cool thing is, yes, I don't have to wake up on a check every day, but I can wake up knowing that 
I just got in touch with a with a clothing company. I took some pictures out, you know, some cool pictures. I got paid for it. I got the lights from it. I got attention from it, and I can sleep at night. Now you're not just waiting on your check. You're getting money all the time from something that you love to do off lifestyle. You can get paid for lifestyle. Is, right. is, is my point. I wrote that it's down just about my, how you do it. I wrote that down on my T chart. I also wrote down time is money, just because I like to write down cliches. So I'm gonna divest from all these investments. But lest you think I'm the only one on this show that's made bad investments, Chris Cody's got about five minutes to rattle through his bad ones. Take it away, Chris Cody. <laughs> I don't even want to. No, no, no. I'm too embarrassed to tell him how bad my investments are. But I want to know first is. Give me the teammate that made a purchase where you had to sit them down afterwards and explain the T-chart method to them because they just like they're not handling their money right. Well, the first person I did that with was I did it with myself. Uh, it's so uncomfortable. Listen, guys, I'll tell you this. It's so uncomfortable reading your bank statements at the end of the month. I don't care if you spent five dollars. I don't care if you spent five thousand dollars. I don't care if you spent a hundred thousand dollars. It's certain levels in there to where, you know, bad investment. You'll see what your bad investment is. You'll see, oh, well, damn, this hot date that I went to, I should have saved the $250 instead of thinking if I do this date, I'm going to get a return on my feelings. But you're not going to get a return on your money. You get what I'm saying? So it's like, it's things that we have to be real with ourselves first. I think that's the main thing because I know certain things that when I look at my big things, I just can't afford them. Kenny Young is with us here on behalf of the Tackle Young Foundation. It'll be Tackle Finances, helping young students of Los Angeles with financial literacy. Kenny, very much appreciate you joining us here. Kenny, one last thing. Should I take the Rams to win the Super Bowl? I'm in a bad way. Yes, yes, yes. Take the Rams. That's a great investment. Great oh, really? Day. Sound investment. All right. Uh, do, <laughs> do you accept sushi coin? <laughs> <laughs> Kenny, I can see your face, man. Swipe right on your on your screen, and you will see the face of someone that's lost thousands of dollars on Nokia. I can't. I can't do it. I can't do it. Yeah, but um, how much is your how much is your uh, income? I, I shouldn't say how much is your income. That's a very how delicate much, question. How much is your how much is your debt to income ratio? Ooh, right now, let me check Merrill Lynch. <laughs> Hang on, brother. The, <laughs> It is. Not, it, the bears are growling. Let's just say that. Uh, but it's okay. I've got $600 in sushi coin that's going on the Rams Super Bowl. Kenny Young, thank you so much for your time. You're welcome, buddy. All right, we've lost Billy. Uh, thanks to Kenny Young for joining us. Check out all the stuff he's got going on. That's pretty cool what he's doing. Uh, but where's Billy? Bill, Roy, what happened? During this episode, we had Billy in a hollow room. We had to put him outside so he could we could actually understand him without an echo. And then it started raining on him. Where the hell is he? It seems like your new favorite thing has uh, ruined his laptop. That is so, true. Uh, I yeah. love rain, and it has possibly ruined Billy's laptop and cost uh, Metal Ark money. Yes, yes, that is, uh, that's not good. But <laughs> you know what was good? What? This was good. This, this was, was good. Crate was what, good. What, what'd you like better, Kenny Young or the conversations with Kate? Oh, ice cream. Yeah, I mean, I, I, we put on, Kenny man. Young in a losing spot there. That was a, like a cool thing he's doing. We had a fun conversation, but you just can't compete with Kate Fagan and ice cream. Yeah, how do you follow that? Yeah. What should the people, should the people subscribe, rate, and, oh, no, no, we don't subscribe anymore. Follow we the follow Mystery Crate. Him. We are trying to get Mystery Crate to take down all the other Metal Arc Lebetard and Friends podcasts. We want to take out South Beach Sessions. We want to take out Stupidity. We want to catch the Lebetard show. Let's get the big show. That's not going to happen, but we can try. Wherever you get your uh, podcast, but especially with Spotify, you need to follow. That's what you do. You follow on Spotify, yes. so follow, please. Billy, you're back right as we're closing the episode. Are you in the hollow room again, or is it still raining? Uh, I am in probably a very echoey Ooh. room now. 
Yeah. Oh, wow. Actually, and now my good. daughter's here. Grayson, hold on. This is going well. I pooped. Huh? All right. Well, I don't know. I hope the mic picked that up because my daughter just said she pooped. Well, have Grayson to say goodbye to everybody. All right, Grayson, say goodbye, everyone. Have a good, have a good day. Bye. Say have a good day. <laughs> Why are you picking your nose? <laughs> oh, I do at this She's age. a Cody. She's a Cody. Say have a good day. Have a good day. Friends, a lot has changed over the years, personally and across our airwaves. But one thing that hasn't, the great taste of Miller Lite. So what is the best thing about the original light beer? Miller Lite sparked this debate in 1975, and we still haven't settled it. You know, for me personally, I recently bought a few six-packs of Miller Lite for my housewarming party. Because that's one thing that's changed for me. I moved into a new house, and I brought some friends over, and we enjoyed the best light beer. Because Miller Lite keeps it simple. Undebatable quality. Great taste, only 96 calories. It's the beer that strips away everything you don't need and holds on to what matters most. A light beer that tastes like beer. Less filling and only 96 calories. The original light beer since 1975. You don't have to choose what's best. Miller Lite has great taste and is less filling. Tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com crate. Or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories per 12 ounces. Fewer cows and carbs than premium regular beer.